This week on Melanated Conversations, we go behind the scenes with celebrity event planner extraordinaire, Eliana Bosico, or LEB as she's affectionately known around the world. LEB is the mastermind and creative artist behind the 300-page Be Collective magazine celebrating diverse beauty and lifestyle and revolutionizing the space of traditional print media. In addition to her planning and publication businesses, LEB has created a dynamic and diverse network of planning professionals of color to shine and spotlight their talents to the world. Listen in as we chat with Eliana and her journey of building a mega lifestyle empire. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tarian. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Yana. And I am your co-host, Tyrion. Yes, um, welcome back to the show. So today we actually have a very, very, very special treat for you guys. We have Miss Eliana Bosicolt on the chat with us today. She is a phenomenal woman that is out here doing major things in the event planning world and actually has her own magazine publication that we're actually going to chat about today. So we're excited to bring her on and share with us. So welcome, Eliana. Welcome, Eliana. So happy to have you. I am so excited to be here. I can't thank you guys enough. Yes. So Eliana, before we start to our actual formal chat today, we like to always kick start our conversation with a round of rapid fire, um, which may not be as rapid. Um, our former guest called it rambling fire yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> questions, but we're just going to throw out a few questions and Terry and I would answer these as well. Are you up for the challenge? Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, Terry, I think you have our first. Let's get ready to ramble. I'm going to make this thing. I'm going to make that a thing. Okay. I I like that. Let's get ready to ramble. All right. So the first question, Eliana, is while practicing social distancing, what events have you attended, if any? Ah, I've only attended one. Um, I was delivering the magazine to one of my clients and they were having a full on six feet apart type of barbecue <laughs> vibe. Um, it was about 20 of us. So it was really good because I, I think at that point I hadn't been out the house in the last like five weeks. Yeah. So um was kind of listening to some music, some food on the grill. Again, prices in our six feet apart, masks on and had a drink and then headed back home. Nice, nice. Oh, you 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 went to an event event. It was like an event. Why pulled up with like I had like my tights all but holes in it, thinking I was just dropping off a magazine and then there was a full on like little gathering and it was pretty it was pretty amazing. Wow, wow, that's awesome. That is so awesome. What about you, Yana? Okay, so we have recently discovered this. Well, actually, I've been to a few. You know, there are a lot of different concerts and verses, things that are going on. I love those. I've joined those. But as far as like family type events, there's this, um, I don't know if it's a new platform or maybe it's just highlighted now because we're now practicing social distancing. But there's this new app called house party is it house party or house yeah i think i've heard of that house party yes house party which house party has been amazing like we've been connecting with family from all over we're a family that loves to that loves to like have play games get around each other have a good time especially around the holidays so you know we just celebrated easter and even on my husband's side of family same way every easter we have an actual formal gathering every year and we do like we have um karaoke the generational karaoke so 
that app came very handy this year since we couldn't um, all meet in person. So we had us a nice little round of um, family game night. A family played karaoke this weekend. So yeah, that has been really fun for us. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think I've literally only been to like, quote unquote, quote, one event, which was the DJ um, Nice. Yeah. Uh, when he did like the man, like the marathon event on IG. But um, so I did go to that. And then same here, Yana actually put me on the house party, which has been fun. She and I hop on there or I'll see somebody pop in and we'll hop on with our aunts or something like that, play a couple of games. Definitely family game night has become like a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think, I, Yana, this is not off topic, but I was talking to my dad yesterday. I was like, hey, oh, I told you, I was like, hey, I discovered my dad was in on the house party app too. And he said, yeah, he's like, I'll hop on for a minute. Then one of my friends see me in there and I'll leave the house real quick. I'm like, I, get off. Like, I don't have time right now. I'm like, well, what's the point being on if you're not going to ever talk to anybody? But definitely just, you know, trying to make the most of it and a lot of game nights with the with the family and uh, things of that na- nature so yeah that's what social distancing events look like for us yeah we got to keep that that part of our lives going because that you know that is definitely important that that's social interaction is definitely high within our family so okay so next question uh, how are you prioritizing self-care now that our normal routine has shifted and I asked this because I was actually sharing, um, I mentioned this to Terry not too long ago about how, you know, sometimes we don't think about, I don't call it normal, um, routine. You know, the kids were going to school, our spouses were going to work, we were kind of, you know, doing our thing. We were kind of had some space in between time, like that little space of absence. You know, they say absence makes the heart grows fonder. But now we're like all on top of each other and you have to really kind of be conscious about creating that avenue of self-care for yourself to basically you know refill your tank how has this dynamic shifted how you really practice caring for yourself yeah it's a great question I mean I think this has forced us all to do things that that laundry list of stuff that oh when we have time when we have time right Mm -hmm. so like for me I've definitely researched a lot of things that I've wanted to research, whether it's the benefits of CMOS or, you know, anything that I know will change my life for the better, even when we get back to normal and just putting in practices. Like I want to learn how to meditate. I ordered a yoga mat. So just kind of almost treating my entrepreneur business as a nine to five. So when five o'clock hits and I know I can't ship any more magazines or I can just stop answering emails, I go ahead and and binge watch TV and just start doing journaling and those kind of fun things that just really just puts my mind at ease and allows me to create because I'm actually disconnecting for a moment. Yes. I love when you say journaling. Terry knows that is like my heart source is writing and journaling. So yes. It's definitely more people need to do it. Like it, it's just literally, even if I don't do it first thing, I'm like, well, what went well today? It sounds so cliche, but it just mm-hmm. being able to just like jot it down and just see where your mindset is at, where your mental health is at. I'm a big component of that right now. Yes. That's great. Um, I think for me, I, I like kind of alluded to, to what um, Eliana just said. Yeah. You know, once the work day is over with, and really kind of taking that time because, you know, we, I've got kids and husband's home working too. And so trying to, you know, make sure the, the girls are getting their work done and helping them out with things throughout the day, making sure they're able to get on their calls and connect with the teachers um, and that they're comprehending everything. But, you know, after three o'clock, I'm like, you know what? The mama's got to go off to a corner somewhere by herself um, and regroup. And a lot of times it is not even getting back, getting on social media, um, but it is just kind of spending time with myself, maybe reading, praying or something like that. And just trying to fill that tank back up because it's it's definitely different because my husband usually travels quite a bit. And so him being home and we're enjoying the family time together, but, you know, it is sort of a new normal and just trying to adjust to kind of being on top of each other every day, all day. So yeah, that's kind of what it's kind of looking like for us or for me, I should say. Yeah. I would say um, kind of similar to a little bit, both of you again, as mentioned, writing is, it is a, a passion of mine, especially is how I creatively express 
myself. So writing has always served as an avenue of of self-care for me. One thing that I do make sure I prioritize is <clears throat> I'm a bath girl. I think I've shared this before. And so I always make it um, a priority for myself to, I meditate the best during my bath. So I use utilize that time. I set up a space for myself to really unwind. To, that's where I really get deep in my prayer and meditation. So I just try to make that a, a more of a routine practice. It was something I did before, you know, quote unquote, in a normal life or more of a routine, but not something I really took the time to really prioritize. So now I've kind of made that something that is, it's something that you don't think about. It's like waking up and brushing your teeth and taking care of yourself. So it's now something that has become who I am and it's really helping with me and, you know, making a space for myself mentally. Okay. So thank you for, you know, participating in that. We appreciate you um, kickstarting us off with us. But, you know, the reason we have you here is because we are so fortunate to be able to hear from you in your own words a little bit about all the great things that, you know, you're doing and a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. So, yeah. So let's kick it off with the first official question. What is your origin story? Who is Ellie B? Yes. Um, I started, I've been doing weddings and events for the past 12 years, or go about 13 years now. And I started out kind of my, my very first story is I started planning weddings right before my own. So my very first weekend wedding was the weekend before my own. And it was just out of love of being kind of a Pinterest board before Pinterest even existed. You know, I was on a message board and I wanted to share different colors, different ideas, different DIY projects, because that was huge back in that day. And that grew kind of my wedding and event design business. So I do tons of weddings and events still to this day. It's it's my heart and something that I can't let go. And my very first thing to celebrate kind of my milestone, I would say, was to create a coffee table book. And it was a self-published coffee table book it's called Be Inspired. And I knew for a fact, the reason why I thought of doing it is because I wanted a woman of color to walk into a bookstore and see her face on the cover and understand that it was norm and that it was okay. While I was planning um, events and even planning others events, you know, it was, it was not the norm to see a woman of color on the, on the cover of a magazine or even featured in the issue. You know, um, out of 12 events, you may have had one. You're lucky if you saw two events of color. And I've seen, I I walked around and see my peers do such amazing things. So from the coffee table book, spun off the magazine, I wanted to create the excellence that I believe that I built with the, with my business, as well as my coffee table book and share it with um, the rest of the nation. Because I, at some point in my business, it it felt like only myself and people kind of that were on my level were doing amazing things and amazing events but there were so many uncovered talents that just didn't have the opportunity to shine and that's why I created the platform I I I love that you took that step because that's I hate that that's always that's something that is kind of the norm for us is that it always sparks from us not seeing ourselves reflected like and, and we have to step in and, you know, create that, that, that space of avenue for ourselves. I, I applaud you for definitely stepping out and doing that because you've definitely created this amazing lane and, and showcasing what that beauty looks like from our perspective. More for your start in event planning. So can you share, you know, how that process really charted your path into the start of the Bee Collective? Yeah. So, you know, starting event, wedding and event planning is hard. <laughs> um, it, it's one of the hardest jobs. I think a couple of years ago it was the sixth most stressful job in the, in the world. And it's, I, I'm blessed because I did come from a corporate America background and I, I used a lot of those tools. I used to work for law firms. So I used to use a lot of those tools because today for me, my brides and clients are my modern day lawyers and partners that I had to respond to. So being able to kind of manage those events as well as the creative side kind of opened up my eyes and to see like what's bigger and what's happening around me. So from transitioning, even from doing 
nine to five into working for myself. I mean, it's, it's 20 times more the hours, you know, when you, when you're not getting the, the big checks and the, you know, $50 meals that I was accustomed to getting with these unlimited credit cards, you're now on your own. You're now on your own and you are literally the dictator of what you make every day. Like what you're hustling involves is dictates your, your paycheck and how your family eats and how you survive. So I would say for me, I just kept pushing myself after every event. You know, it, it wasn't about what the competition was doing. Was I aware? Absolutely. I hate when people say like, don't care, don't care about what your competition is. You don't care about yourself. No, you need, you're driving. You have to see what's happening in both lanes. So let's be a hundred percent real about that. So, but not using what they were doing as fuel for my fire, using what I was doing to, to compete with myself. So always wanting the events to be bigger and better. And kind of creating my signature style. I think from my event planning to the magazine, it's a signature style. It's literally showing kind of the luxury events, regardless if it's in your backyard or in a wooden shed, um, shed, just kind of showing exactly what that looks like and what that personality looks like and how branding an event is so important. So just taking what I use and do in my wedding and event planning business and applying it to the publication. Nice, nice. You are you are a hustler for for sure. <laughs> um, I, you know, I when Yana and I were you know reading up on you and and everything and preparing for this interview, um, I think one of the questions we both kind of were like, you know, wondering as far as you pushing out this magazine, um, and you and you already kind of answered part of the question as far as initially you had put together um, a coffee table book, but. For you, was this like a solo project, like a grassroots project, or did you have like a major publishing team behind you at, at the beginning stages of uh, the release of the Bee Collective? Yeah, it's, it was all a solo project. So from the coffee table book, I literally had to learn paperweight, printer, in, printer verbiage, which is still challenging at times, um, and every single thing that comes to, and the reason why I self-published it was very important. Again, I didn't want anyone to dictate what that cover looked like, what the pages looked like. I wanted it to speak for itself. And honestly, the book is almost four years old and it's still shipping today. Uh, oh no, it actually is four years old because it came out in 2016. So mm-hmm. it, it was important for me to create that timeless piece without anyone interrupting that process. So because I did know what I had, what I'd used in order to create the book made it a little bit easier when I transitioned into the magazine. So all of um, the magazine itself um, self-funded as well. I did used to work with Time Inc. Then for my very first issue, I reached out to them and said, "Hey, this is kind of what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on," and they jumped on board immediately. So I did have them as my distrib- distributor, which is different than producing. So they are were responsible of actually putting it in stores and you know making sure that it got to everywhere that it needed to be, which was a completely two different things. But the magazine has been and for a while probably will be self-funded how has that experience been for you like because you were basically self-teaching yourself this you know this process or someone who doesn't have like the background in publishing how you know what 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 things that did you learn about yourself as well as the journey of you know creating a, a, a publication that has reached this this level of magnitude because you put together something amazing let me just say that <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> I mean, you know, first thing you learn is Google is your friend, you know, (laughs) Um, let's not forget that part. And it's all about asking questions and not being afraid to ask questions and no question is stupid, you know? So I will reach out to printer like, okay, so what does that mean? I don't truly understand. Or can you send me samples? So I understand the difference with paperweight and, you know, um, the different printing styles and different, how do you even pick foil for your title cover? You know, what does a spine and even learning some of the systems. So, um, magazines are traditionally laid out in InDesign. I'm not, I mean, I would say I'm beginner level when it comes out to Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign, but know enough and continue to learn enough that if I need to communicate with my um, graphic designers or, you know, my business manager say, hey, these are the changes that I want. Every single photo that's in the magazine is handpicked by myself. You know, um, I do give my creative team the first right to go ahead and lay out the magazine as they would see, because I do enjoy their creative process and it is teamwork. But if there's something that I know that, you know, image is a little bit stronger or I want the story to read this way through images, I make the, the final say when I'm placing all of those items. 
Yeah, that's amazing. When you mentioned um, InDesign, that whole Adobe suite, because I'm that's something that I'm kind of self-teaching myself too. It is no easy feat, you guys. No, you don't it's have... not <laughs> You would think if you know one, you automatically would know the other. It's yes. not the case, you know, so. Because, you know, you're good. I was just thinking about that because they'll show you like these um, templates and then you, you click into it and it's like, oh, this is cute. And then you click in and it's like, oh, I have to get really detailed and like the layer. Like it's, it's, I, I have a whole new respect for graphic designers that I have, that I, that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely a skill. So the fact that you, you know, self-taught yourself that too is, it's, that's, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm trying to learn. <laughs> I made to get some of your tips. More back to kind of the magazine itself. So what was your greatest vision or what is your greatest vision for the magazine? And what do you see separates yours from other lifestyle magazines? Um, one of the big things that we do differently is that 60% of the we- the magazine is weddings, the other 40% are social events. So really just taking back home to celebrate every single lifestyle, life, lifestyle moment, you know, whether it's, you know, two people at home during quarantine and you had the most over-the-top dinner table and design, we want to celebrate that. We want to showcase that. You know, in our current issue, there's a Galentine feature of some influencers kind of just got together and did a shoot and what the purpose is behind that shoot. So all those little things, because it's so important, and I think we see that now more today than anything, is to document that and then just having it live somewhere. So our magazines are no longer, you know, specified by year. They're called collections. And the reason for that is that I'm hoping to create timeless things that you can go ahead and refer back to 10 years from now and say, oh, okay, I I now have a daughter that's graduating from college. What are some graduation ideas that you can reference back? So that's one of our main differences. The second is the size of the publication. It's kind of, it looks great online, but it's a totally different experience when you receive it, if I might say so myself. It's it's a 10 by 12, you know, high gloss, full of color, full of impact. Um, and it's just a luxury item. So I, a lot of people normally order at least two copies because they don't like to share one. You know, they could go ahead and put that up and while, you know, your hands could kind of touch and feel everything else. But I will tell you my defining moment, which has happened from my very first issue, it even happens now on our fourth, is the, ch- the kids. You know, these little girls are literally looking through the magazine and they, they, they people send me videos. So I'm, I'm promising I'm not making it up, but they're like, mom, these princesses and queens that they see on the pages and and they they see themselves from an early age knowing what life can be yes I love that I love that I do want to know what has your experience been like as a black woman right first trying to you wanting to set the tone for black women and event planning and or and then in your publications and knowing that there's a lack of diversity in these realms, what has your experience been like building multiple businesses? And then we know that sacrifices have to be made whenever you're, you want to be in the forefront and, and a trailblazer. So w- w- were there, which I assume there were sacrifices, but could you t- maybe share maybe some of the sacrifices that had to be made in order to, to get to the place that you are right now? Yeah, there, there's tons of sacrifices and it still continues. Um, I won't sit here and say like, oh, now we're on easy street. <laughs> we're definitely not. Um, and it's it's one, it's a battle. It's a, it's a huge, before even the financial sacrifices, it's a huge mental battle. You know, um, you get up some days and, and you question your why. I question my why a lot. I question if I'm doing the right thing. It, it doesn't make sense. Is it translating the way that I want it to translate? Is everyone, re- you know, are they receiving this greatness that I'm telling the industry that it can be because it's, it's, it's so much bigger than just women. It's, it's men are overlooked in our industry. I, I feel like we are definitely, you know, one of the, the cultures that we kind of create the basis when it comes down to weddings and events and styles, because from children, our families are in, are they they've been entertainers, you know, that's what they do. So, you know, we, we, this is how we were grown up to be, but never really got the recognition for it. So I, I hope that, you know, it, or I say I go through that mental battle because sometimes I feel like we, as a race, honestly, sometimes we don't know that we deserve it or we don't feel like we deserve it or we're still just trying to be accepted by so many other 
platforms and people that we don't realize what we're doing. So sometimes I do have to step back and, and fight my own mental battles. And then I'm very transparent with my tribe of what my mental battles are and why, so that they can understand kind of where I'm coming from and, and hopefully just appreciate the sacrifices that I do make. As far as my other sacrifices, again, one, I would say number one is my mental health to our financial. You know, there's times that I can't, I, I don't take care of my personal um, financial obligations to produce this because whether I don't have major advertisers, I don't have the targets and the Macy's and, you know, the H&M that's cutting me the check to say, hey, go ahead and produce this greatness. And it, that will come. So I'm not upset about it by any means. I just have to do all that grassroots work now and, and set that foundation. So when I'm hitting these executives, it's without question. I love that. For someone who has walked along this journey and this path of, you know, you build your formal business and, and event planning that has now transpired into this wonderful publication that you have, what piece of advice can you provide for someone who's actually trying to chart along that same path and creating not even just a magazine in general? It could be just any kind of platform and space that wants to change the trajectory of representation not often found? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, my first thing that I tell everyone is find and figure out your signature style. Don't try to be LEB or anybody else that you see. Like, really remember your why. And once you remember your why, figure out how your why translates to, to what you are and what you do. Because you, no one can sell what you're doing better than you. So if it's innate and it's coming from within, you're able to, to sell that times 100. Um, the second thing and the most important thing is build it and they will come. Mm-hmm. You know, so you may go ahead and go live tomorrow and there's two viewers. Keep going. Don't get discouraged because there's two viewers. Next week might be 20. You know, so it takes time to build your tribe. It takes time to build your signature style. And you just got to keep going. You know, that's truly what's in your heart and what you want to do. And understand it's not going to be financially rewarding mm-hmm. off the bat or or for a while. But it's I get so many rewards besides the financial side of things. You know, um, we also produce an award show every year. Oh, wow. Next year will be it. Yeah, next year will be our third year. And it, it's it's an award show that's also a spinoff. It's called the Be Collective Awards. And it's also a spinoff from the magazine. And it, I wanted to take it a step further. I celebrate every year of all the accomplishments and beautiful events. But now I'm going to celebrate the people and give them their roses while they're here. And, you know, being in that room, we've we've done it twice. So oh, no, you're going on third. We've done it at least 250 people in that room and it gives so much hope for anyone that's not nominated at that time to know that their time to grace the stage will come but not only that it's for them to celebrate their peers and it's it's a phenomenal evening kind of we do it mlk weekend so it's a perfect start of the year i'm I'm speechless over here because like you man if y'all are not taking notes here like i know sometimes the the advice of, you know, just starting and just, you know, continue just going along that journey, just starting, just starting. We hear this so many times and it's the simplest advice, but it's probably the most powerful advice because even just take it from Terry and I, that was truly us just time. Yeah. What actually it was April of last year when yeah. the idea came up and we were like, we had no experience, no um, knowledge, anything as it relates to podcasting, yeah. even how to start a podcasting from just anything. But it just all it took was just starting. And this thing has exploded beyond what we kind of have even thought of, dreamed of at that point in time. You know, just to see and hear um, from you and how just taking that step has, you know, lined your path in so many avenues, you know, from your your planning organization to the business and how now you are you've created the space to celebrate other women. Um is it well I don't want to say this is just women. Other yes podcast. <laughs> yes. That are in the space. And that's another thing too that I would say is great in telling of you is that you you leave the door open for those behind you. You're blazing the trail not only for yourself, but for those that are coming behind you. You've created this avenue and space that celebrates each other that you know you highlight the gift in others it's not something that you are just utilizing to as a platform for yourself to elevate yourself but you have created this platform for others to to give exposure and voice and to celebrate their gifts as well so that is definitely commendable 
Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I I, t- I don't even have an ad in my own magazine, which everyone yells at me about. But <laughs> it's you know, I, I I try to tell everyone that if I wanted, if it was about me, I could just drop another book. You know, um, and I've done that, and I'm grateful. And I I understood by creating this magazine, I was putting a portion of my business out of business. And I say that to say because I don't just, although I'm based in Atlanta, I just don't do events in Atlanta. So if I'm showing somebody that's equally or even more amazing than myself in North Carolina, there's no reason for that client to now hire me and bring me to North Carolina, you know? And that was a sacrifice that I knew I had. I was taken on from the very first issue and I had to be okay with that. And I am, you know, um, it's, again, it's the, the rewarding part is seeing during those awards, during when the publication drops and it means so much to people. And it means so much to me because there's times that I'm going through that self-doubt and can't get off the couch for three weeks to three months. Mm. And I'll get a random text from someone I don't know on Instagram and they're thanking me because it gave them the courage to go ahead and start. And one thing I wanted to also mention to add to what I said earlier is giving yourself an opportunity to grow. You know, and that's what I was trying to say from you going from two listeners and I'm sure you guys have, you know, graphed out your your path of what you guys done with the podcast, but going from two listeners to 200, it, you, you didn't start saying, okay, I want to have a thousand downloads tomorrow. You're like, no, I'm going to put in that work. I'm going to figure out how this podcast runs. I'm going to figure out how to, how to get the right audience and what the audience looks like and what they need and what they need from us. And, and you tweak as you go along. So just giving yourself the opportunity to grow your business in that aspect. Yeah, you're definitely a walking testimony and a huge encouragement for Yana and I uh, just listening because, you know, a lot of things, a lot of the things that you represent and stand for, you know, we feel the same way, obviously, from the podcasting standpoint, um, because we know that there's not a lot of black led women who are, you know, hosting podcasts. And we knew we wanted to give the platform to to other women, Black women, um, to have their voices heard. And so just to see you doing this in the magazine and, and event planning stage and even, and then um, on the other end of that, it's celebrating individuals who are doing these great things and giving them their, their flowers, I think it's just the coolest thing ever. Um, you know, Yana and I definitely feel like we, it, it it's not even about us. It's really about mm-hmm. the people that we get to highlight. And when we get to have these conversations with them, that is the most rewarding part, you know, kind of what you alluded to sometimes you'd be like kind of feeling a certain type of way. And then we finished with a, a, a recording and we're like, man, that was such a great episode and we're fired up and we just want to go do it again. And, um, and that's where the reward comes from us. So I just wanted to share that sentiment that like, you're walking testimony because we get to see like a mirror image of ourselves just yes. in a different place, but still like the, the same sentiments. So just thank you for being an, an encouragement to us um, right now in this moment. Um, Yana, did you have something else you were about to say? No, I, I um, agree with what you said. It's definitely like a, it's an energizer when you connect with women who are man who are just doing amazing things and you know it's nothing like lb you mentioned like it's nothing like someone giving not saying that you do this for validation but you know we thrive off of knowing that we're making an impact and when we when you get that 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 text that you know you weren't expecting or a special note that just says how you touch someone that that is the reward and yeah I disagree Terry in that yes it is definitely good and refreshing it's always refreshing to see more of us out here shining but you did you talked you mentioned earlier I'm gonna go segue back to to your magazine um you spoke earlier, you mentioned actually that you don't call your um, each release um, like an issue, but a, they're a collection, right? Correct. Okay. So I want to make sure I'm using the right terms. So how often do you release your collections? And then can you tell, share with us and, and our listeners what we can expect from your upcoming collection? Ah, uh, yes. Um, so it, it's, it's yearly. At first, we were two times a year. Now it's yearly. Uh, and we're literally, we're hot off the press. So I am still knocking out the issue that just came out. We have Kadeen and Duvall, the Ellis's, who are modern-day Cosby um, family that's on the cover, and they're celebrating their tenure of Barbadol. So we have a whole story of them in there, as well as the magazine is filled with 
some celebrity content, um, the everyday persons, any little thing that you can think of, you'll see in there, you know, and what was important for me with that is that, you know, you always see on Instagram, you see a photo or two of, of a celebrity's event. I want to see the whole shebang. Yes. <laughs> let's see, you know, let's see, let's see how you're really living, you know? Right. Um, so there's a tons of that in there. Um, it, the reason, another reason why we've moved to the one year um, format. This issue is our biggest issue at 360 pages. Wow. It's a lot. It's not something that you can, and everyone now, everyone that has received the issue, has, they don't call it a magazine anymore. They actually call it a book. I was just about to say, that is a book. Yeah, That's not- yeah. You, you can't get through it in one sitting. You literally have to like, okay, I'm going to do the social scene just in this weekend and you can come back next week and, and do the wedding section because guaranteed you go through it one time, you're going to miss something because it's overwhelming. Um, which is a good and a bad thing, but it's a good thing because it's a year's worth of content. Mm-hmm. So we are actively working on the next issue, despite COVID, Corona. We're not none of that stop us. Um, although the industry has come to complete halt, you know, I think what we've seen and what I've seen even from the social media side is that people are getting creative. People are getting back to what matters. They're getting back to family. They're getting back to you know not just doing things for. 250 300 people that you won't probably remember their name in two to three years but spending that time and and creativity and and money on people that you care about so i think we'll have tons of maybe smaller um events that will be featured in the next issue because of corona as well as um stuff that's happening at, in homes, you know, I seen yesterday was Easter. I'm sorry. I don't know when this is, <laughs> when are you going to put this up? But, um, there were tons of photo shoots of, you know, kids doing Easter hunts in backyards with their family or just a section of a living room, making it the most over the top Easter celebration that honestly probably wouldn't have happened if Corona did not happen, mm. you know, you probably would have gathered with your family and had a great big feast, but you wouldn't have created these moments and, and dressed up, still dress up your children and to have this and have it photographed in memories the way that they are. Yes. Um, I agree. Um, this, um, current state has, it's, it's, I would say it's been a blessing and a curse, so to right. speak. It's been a blessing because it's definitely has created this, new way of uniting and really taking a time and slowing down and really recognizing what's important and what's valuable in our lives. Call it a curse because it's now shifted a lot of things and changed some things in people's lives um, from, you know, from different life things. But while we're kind of talking about it, you touched on it a little bit, but how specifically, how how has this coronavirus, COVID-19, affected your businesses um, from the event planning space as well as the the magazine and how and even your um, your awards? Because I know that's something that you put on as well. So how are you evolving with the business in these changing times? Yeah, great question. Um, so I'll answer three different ways since it's three different kind of businesses genres. As far as the event planning world, I mean, we're, we're getting hit hard, you know, is, is driving home to clients and celebrants postpone, don't cancel. Um, but that's not easily the case for everyone. You know, you have a lot of baby showers that were supposed to take place or weddings that people are just they're They're stuck on that date. They want that date. They're going to just go and just do them to and judge and maybe forget about the celebration. So we're getting hit really, really hard. I think a lot of us that didn't have other multiple revenue streams are kind of at a loss and very discouraged. Um and I think what we're doing, we're banding together more than we probably ever would have before um, Corona came, just kind of encouraging words. You know, you're seeing a lot more people on live connecting with their clients, connecting with their peers and just sharing their knowledge. You know, we have a group chat of some wedding professionals that's like maybe 10 to 12 of us. And anytime we see any loans or grant information, we're sharing it just, you know, to help everyone keep afloat. It's, I think we are going to be one of the industries that come back will be one of the last ones to come back because our gatherings are way more over than 10 people we're going to be at the tail end of this so it's tough we don't know for me I don't do as many weddings and events so I kind of my first event wasn't until May and that has already been postponed and and that client is just trying to figure out what what they want to do and what that looks like so it's challenging and I, I don't that we have answers yet but we're trying every day um for the magazine 
the magazine is at its perfect time because I have everyone's attention. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, everyone's home and everyone wants, you know, That's something true. to look forward yeah. yeah, everyone wants something to look forward to. They they have time to go through three hundred and sixty pages. They're they're grateful to have this time and I'm I the magazine is actually delayed because it was supposed to be out in January and I can't tell you that I talk to God every day and I'm just like, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like he knew why it was delayed. I didn't know. And it was a lot of self-doubt and mental beatdowns on my end. And I felt like he, he knew why, why it happened and it couldn't have happened at a better time. And I'm very grateful because now all the advertisers and all the hard work that's being showcased, we're now getting it into Celebrant's hands. And when they're ready to rock and roll, I think we're going to come back harder than it's ever been. So I've been telling everyone, like, brace yourself. When we are able to get back outside, it's people are going to celebrate for every little little thing possible. yes yes yeah you know, <laughs> like, you know i put up that brunch meme like who come not able to get to that brunch again you know um so people are going to be really really excited you know and i think they're you know even from finances you're you're understanding what that what it could look like if you know so you're, you're saving different you're thinking different as far as money is concerned the awards thankfully is not till next january and i think it's going to be bigger and better than ever my goal for the awards is to make it as affordable as possible so everyone could come out because after this year as an industry we're going to need that celebration we're going to need that pep talk we're going to need that push yeah that's that's great i was gonna ask i was gonna ask you actually you know if you could share with us why but i think you pretty much put it into perspective you know why you know we can why celebrating after this whole thing kind of at least levels out for us, why that's important. Um, and I, I would just say, you know, because things have shifted and, you know, we sometimes it takes things like this to slow us down and puts in the make us prioritize things like family and the time that we have and friends and all those things. And so, like you said, once this thing kind of, you know, levels out and we go back out, we're gonna, everybody's going to be able to celebrate bigger and better because I think we're going to have a greater appreciation for all the small things, you know, um, and just, just have the opportunity to really to really celebrate and live it up. Um, I what do you, wanna I wanna, you, I'm sorry. Can I interject one piece, Terry? Yes. I was yeah. just thinking as the evolving of like the business and our changing times right now, has anything come up in the, in the event planning space for like, cause now we are doing more virtual type events that people are still kind of like tagging on to event planners for like ideas to make their, cause you know, some people are doing, still doing like their baby shower or baby, um, gender reveals and different yeah. things are 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 you finding that you know i know it's probably not as like the norm but are they still reaching out to event planners for ideas and is there a way that you can kind of create a new space for a new way of planning events especially like virtually yeah that's a great question um i i have seen i haven't necessarily heard anyone kind of reaching out uh, just kind of, kind of coming from an industry perspective but I have talked to a lot of peers in the industry and some people are coming up with you know parties in a box type of situation or mm-hmm. you know coming out with kits that they can go ahead and, and service that that person that wants to do things virtually from an actual event planner or designer that's a little bit harder for us I have seen I, I've told people it's something I probably wouldn't do but I think intimate home gatherings, especially if you're here in the South where your homes are bigger and you have the space, is going to be a thing. I think mm-hmm. even when they go back, it's like, oh, I can save two, three thousand dollars from um, getting an event space and hosting, you know, 20 of my closest friends. So coming up with more of those intimate packages, a lot of people are trying to pivot and kind of just having that ready, ready to rock and roll. That is cool. I never. Uh, what did you say? Party in a box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would that be like where an event planner would kind of just put all the things you needed as far as like theme wise for party and then have it delivered to you and everything just kind of already put together and you just set it up? Exactly. Oh, that's Ooh, cool. Man. That's so cool. Exactly. That would be yeah. wonderful. All right. What is, what's one lesson uh, as a black woman entrepreneur that you wish that you had known at the time of inception when you decided to go this route? Mm, great question. Ooh, this is a tough one. What's one thing that I wish I'd have known? Ah, I, I, you know, okay, honestly, I, and I touched on this a little bit earlier. I wish I would have known that your mental health would be at risk. Mm. Honestly, 
Um, I wish I would have, uh, you know, I think it's so taboo in the black culture from us being young. I mean, I, I know my parents are from the West Indies. We don't, I've never heard anyone ever talk about a therapist or therapy mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I honestly don't know anyone in my family that has ever gone that route, at least that I know of. So I wish that I would have known that having someone to talk to is okay. And I wish I would have had that six years ago in my business so that when I, my very first bout with depression that I knew what it was. I didn't know what it was until maybe six months into it, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think I woke up and I was like, hey girl, you, you're on this couch for a reason, you're depressed. So I feel like if I would have known that it was okay to have that help and reach out and gotten that help a little sooner, that I would be a little bit different um, and not fought so many battles by myself. That's a, I think that's a great answer. First yes. of all, because a lot of times when you think about entrepreneurship and you see, you hear about these big name entrepreneurs and you, you see like the final product of it and now realizing the, the grind that you have to go through, go, go through, especially when you're doing this all by yourself and not having someone to lean on can definitely take a lot, take a toll on you. And so it's important for, you know, for you, women like you to speak up and say, Hey, yeah, I battled with this. I didn't know what it was, but I went and sought help. Um, and so just putting it out there and cause we definitely hear mm-hmm. melanated conversations always want to fight the stigma that, you know, the idea that we don't talk about our mental health or we don't take care of our mental health. We believe that is extremely important. And so thank you for just kind of bringing that to light um, and making that, you know, a personal thing for you. So I think that's great. No, I, I, I admire you for, for calling it out because it's something that is real. It is really real. And it's not often a story that's told. And that's sometimes what I know some people say, you know, most businesses fail within the first two years. And some of that can be financial things, other things related to the business. But I would say a lot of it has contributed to not really knowing some of the struggles and personal things that it takes out of you to really pursue something. And I'm not saying any of this to, hopefully I'm not discouraging anyone to pursue their passion and especially go into business. But like you said, it can, it can be moments when it's real and you're sometimes forced to kind of really like lean onto just that, that faith and, um, you know, hanging on to that, that that passion because there will be time really lean on to your why of what you know what what's what's what created this you know avenue for you to get to get into this space but like you said um i i identify with you in that is that you know there are definitely hard days faced in trying to you know get your lever get your foot leverage in the realm of businesses in in business but really having someone to talk that through or something that can navigate the house that allows you to really hone into your mental health is definitely important. If you're someone that's going into this side of the, of, I mean, just trying to, you know, go into pursuing entrepreneurship. It is definitely real. And we need more people to really speak on that because some uh, more often than not, we always hear the final product or the pretty pieces. We want to showcase the pretty pieces, but Honestly, sometimes those broken pieces are truly what helps build us to where we are. And we don't necessarily showcase that all the time. So thank you for that, for being open and honest. (laughs) Um, Actually, that kind of leads into the next question is kind of what has support looked like for you throughout this journey as an entrepreneur? Like, and is there any additional support that you're um, that you would like to receive going forward in this journey? Yeah, so support has been, you know, it's had its up and downs as everything else. You know, um, my family is, they're my biggest fans and biggest supporters from, I started my planning days and I have one son and, you know, not being there. And even when you are there, meaning physically, you're not there mentally, you know, because you have so much going on. So I'm beyond blessed um, in, in that arena of things, as well as the industry. The industry, you know, I think the reason why the magazine was even born, I think I know the reason why the magazine was born was out of need and it was need that they, that people have expressed to me. So this latest issue, I've shipped more copies than um, all of them took over a year to ship. So it's, it's been great. Everyone has shared it with their, their friends and their families. It's been amazing. The support, the only additional support that I need is for 
the industry to understand what I've created, not only industry and, and anyone that comes across the magazine to understand the power of what has been created and just don't take it at face value, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and if you, if you know someone that's having something and, you know, I tell people all the time, finances may not be your thing right now, but digest that copy and, and, and pass it on if you have to, you know, for someone that, you know, will get some true value, whatever it is to get it in the hand, the, hands of the masses is the what's most important to me right now. I know. I, I love that. I think that is great. And even just to kind of segue a little bit more, talked about support. Sometimes what if you, you know, you're not feeling your support at the moment, um, but you know, you've got to press on. Why is it important to you to pursue your passions, even when you don't feel like you have everything together? Ah, oh, that is such a good question because my last awards, I think when I was thanking everyone, I went on stage and I almost started crying because I felt like I wanted so many more people there. I wanted so many of the people that I was celebrating and nominating to be there and they weren't there. And and I, I literally walked away and was like, I can't do this again. I And I, I went alive and I told everyone, I was like, I can't do this again. I, it's just, it's not making sense. You guys are not getting it. And after I got over, which it took a couple of weeks, um, to get myself off, to peel myself off the couch is, I, it's, uh, I keep saying this, is remembering the why, mm -hmm. you know, remembering why I created the awards, remembering why I created the magazine and remembering that I, even though my generation may not see it, that I'm doing it for future generations, you know, um, I, I want the awards and the magazine to live beyond my livable years. You know, I want my great, 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 great grandkids to see the legacy that I'm trying to create and, and benefit spiritually from it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's honestly the only thing that keeps me going because like I said, it's not the finances, it's not the glory. It's knowing that I am literally the doormat of what the industry and, and our culture needs. Wow. Well, you pretty much answered my next question. Was going to ask, what was your long term dream <laughs> for the Be Collective? Um, do you? I guess we can add a little bit more to that. Like, what do you foresee along, you know, in the future path for the Be Collective? Yeah, and that's still a great question. It's a, it'll be a complete media group. You know, to sum it up, I want to be the Oprah of the weddings and events industry. Hey. You know, um, everywhere, every, everything from, you know, helping others produce magazines under our brand. Um, we've, we've, we're kind of working with one or two people right now that have great ideas and they're experts in their own right, bringing their magazines to life, bringing their books to life. Um, definitely in some talks and ideas of different um, TV show ideas, you know, any and anything media related podcast, you know, it's, it, I want to be able, the magazine has, comes out one time a year, the awards is one time a year, but we want to live throughout everyone's day to day. We have our blog that was recently um, refreshed and renewed and, and that's hitting content all the time. So just kind of being your one stop media source for all things weddings and events. And that. other and other things because we want to you know definitely live on beyond the events. So just lifestyle. I remember talking to actually it was my hairstylist and she she was in the process of being a bride and she was telling me that her and her daughter shared a diary and what they would do is they would write entries to each other. So anything that was uncomfortable speaking to each other face to face, they were able to have this medium in order to connect. And I don't have a little girl, my son is older, but I was like, how amazing is that? And I remember mm -hmm. just, I'll never forget it because I, I know it was information that I wanted to share with every single parent. So kind of creating that, that little ideas and tips and tricks to share with the families. I love that. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think that's great um, to, to definitely, because maybe because I'm not, you know, I won't say necessarily event planning is something that I know a lot about, but I really love and follow like lifestyle. So the fact that you're kind of bridging them both and you really celebrate, you know, event planning is all about celebrating life's precious moments. And you are, I, I just love that you're creating something that um, keeps that on the forefront. It's just, you know, celebrating life's precious moments. That's something you're giving it to us from a visual standpoint, with your magazine, you're celebrating, you're, you're actually giving, shedding light on others in the space. And you're also creating a space of like making it a, a, a valuable speaking topic, but um, something that we just truly live through um, and recognize how important those moments mean to us. Because those are things that we look back on that takes you back to a place like 
you can think about it too, like, I actually didn't have a formal wedding, but for those who, you know, have had and it's just, and you know, it's something that they want to go back and think on. You know, some people may not want to think back to their wedding now, but, um, <laughs> but that's not the fault of the bit planner. Um, <laughs> um, or like that special, um, 90th birthday celebration that you, that someone had a, um, a vision for and you helped put that in motion. It's that, that memorable experience. Something takes you, it's this space that you're in. I, I hope I'm kind of, I'm getting somewhere with this, but how important like you really play into people's lives and helping them to, um, experience these precious life moments. It's, it's amazing. And you creating a space where you can reach people in all avenues. It's not just, one dimensional for you what some people can think of event planning is just one dimensional but you really can showcase it as something that is you know truly an experience in life that we honestly yeah i will say we honestly can't live without we we live to connect and celebrate one another absolutely yeah i was just thinking um kind of talking about the celebratory part of it is that, you know, there, there, there's always something to celebrate. Life is always worth celebrating. And so you, you, um, have built this, um, I'm going to say you built this empire where where, um, (laughs) we are able to showcase that in all facets in every avenue of life from, from, from birth to, you know, to our seasoned, uh, family members, well-seasoned family members, we get to celebrate every every point of life. I think it's so cool, and that you're you are the um, the trailblazer in that, and and then celebrating just the collection of ah, I'm I'm at I'm kind of at a loss for words. I'm sorry, but black folks, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yes, you were doing yes. this for us, and mm-hmm. then you are celebrating us and the beauty that is us, man. And the world gets to see this and you are not putting out, you know, you're not putting out no trash, no rinky-dink. This is high class. Like, come and get you some and see what we really out here doing. And Terry, I also think what you're saying too is like, also the point I was trying to make was that how deep this goes. This is our historical transcript for generations to come to see how we gathered as family, how we celebrated one another. It's just important pieces. Like I, I have a whole new respect for <laughs> those in the planning industry because you really truly help us to, you know, I'm sorry, I'm at loss of words too, but it really just those dots just really con- Yeah, it really those dots just really connected for me. Like Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think even on the other end of just the, the legacy part for you and like and just thinking about my girls and like and and Lb your name has been like buzzing around. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of have a connect, but your name had been buzzing. I didn't I didn't even realize like you were the Lb um, that I've been hearing or seeing so and like, all of the things. Um, and so it's just really cool. Um, not to throw out other names of, of other publications, but when you think about your essences and your vibes and your jet magazines and all those things that celebrate us and that you're doing this on a whole new level and it's a new generation. And I just think this is so beautiful and so cool. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And I don't know if, us, yes, yes. And I don't know if we actually touched on this, but how can um, our listeners get a hold of your next collection or yes. previous collections? Yes, um, online. So we're only online, which again, it's all God's plan because that's how we all talk about <laughs> So um, it's www.thebeecollective.co. So dot co, not com. Got it. So yes, y'all check it out. You have a page for every day of the year. So check out the Be Collective. That's <laughs> while you're at home. <laughs> no, um, thanks for that. So, all right. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I thank you so much for sharing in with us in in this in this space and really giving us a new glimpse of kind of um, the eyes behind um, not only just you know from the event planning space, but entrepreneurship and just your, your perspective of how that journey has been for you. So thank you for sharing with us. Um, 
As we get ready to wrap, we have a few kind of closing questions. And um, Terry, I think you want to throw one first. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So we always ask each guest at the end of our um, episodes, you know, what is your power power word for 2020 and why? So we would love for you to share your power word for us or with us. Excuse me. It's funny that you asked that because I think I just came up with it yesterday, although we're well into 2020. Um, and for me, it's, it's discipline. I need discipline when it comes down to a lot of things, um, more personal stuff than anything, just you know, from losing weight or eating a certain type of way or just taking my supplements, you know, so that's my power word. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think I need to add that to my list. I have a <laughs> list of words. <laughs> my, my word started out as conquer this year, which I feel like I'm still trying to conquer through, <laughs> conquer on. But no, I love that discipline because yes, it definitely, even more so now than ever, it's definitely taken, especially from an entrepreneurial standpoint to really pull yourself up <laughs> to really, you know, hone in and to really push forward within your business. So yes, I love that discipline. Um, are there any new things in store or any projects, anything that you have upcoming for 2020? Oh, we do. So we had two shows um, scheduled and it's still going to happen. Just don't know the new date yet until we, until outside opens back up, but we do have be celebrated, which will be tons of different events. Um, it's, it's one event. I'm sorry. That will have tons of different styled events within. So anything from a housewarming party to a bachelorette party, all these beautiful designs that guests will be able to come and partake in experience. And then we also have bridesmaids and bubbly, where it's an opportunity for brides to come out with their bride tribe um, and do exactly that. Yeah. Just slip on some bubbly and just, it's for, for myself as an event planner, one of the most challenging things is working with bridal parties on wedding days because you have this amazing couple that you guys have spent the last six to 18 months planning and everything's great. But for whatever reason, sometimes the bridal party, are not they're not meshing well together or they have their own personal things that they're going through. And, you know, we've seen so much happen with bride and their bridesmaids that we want an opportunity for them to connect in a stress-free environment and able to get along. Because as you know, you're asking anywhere from six to 12 women to get together and spend money. And that's usually where all the drama comes around. So just kind of an icebreaker type of event. So those will happen. And we just don't have the dates until the world opens back up. Um, and then from there, you know, definitely podcast soon. I don't know when, but I, I, I don't, there's not that many um, podcasts, especially podcasts of color in our industry, just mm-hmm. talking about any and everything. So I, I think it's time um, to kind of launch that. And we're just literally just kind of coming up ways just to stay connected. That's our, that's our focus for 2020 and 2021. Awesome. Well, if you need some, you need you need a little help on the podcasting side. I can help. No. <laughs> I got two sisters down. I can hang hey, girl, hey. <laughs> I'm like, how did you do that? So, no, we don't mind. The expanse of your creativity is almost like bridesmaids and bubble bubble. I'm sorry, I probably just messed that up. But I'll, the, the be, what did you say? Be creative. Uh, be celebrated. Be yeah. celebrated, be girl. Celebrated. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and we also even during the awards, which is the Be Collective Awards, we also have Be Elevated. So um, Be Elevated is a conference for wedding and professionals, kind of all meat and potatoes, no fluff, no how did you get this, how to get that practical tools for them to go ahead and and, and use in their day-to-day business. Yeah, I was right when I said empire earlier. Empire. <laughs> yes, all the way, all the way. We're well, just trying to be in the number. So whenever we get a melanated um, live event then, together, oh, we know we need, who we are calling. We, yes, <laughs> we need an LEB and Brittany Sharp collaboration. Yeah, yeah, we, we got you, we got you. Damn, I'm telling you. Goodness. Okay, so before we put this thing, wrap this thing up and put a bow on it. Um, can you share with us how our, how our listeners can connect with you? Um, definitely. So definitely Instagram is probably our number one right now. So if you're looking for me personally and my personal events, that's LEB events at LEB events. That's at E-L-L-Y, B as in boy, events with an S. Everything magazine related from our shows to our awards to the day-to-day pages of the magazine you will find at 
B, just the letter B, Collective Mag. Awesome. And you're based in the Atlanta area. I don't know if we shared that with our listeners. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Ellie, for LEB for sharing with us. Um, you know, the purpose of our show is to amplify the voices um, and stories of Black women. Um, we want to have a space so we can share our lessons together and celebrate our successes. And um, we we couldn't do that without having um, the beautiful women that we have on the show and sharing with us. So thank you for saying yes and opening yourself for this. Thanks for having me, and I hope to be back soon. Yes, I, well, the invitation is open. It's an open <laughs> invitation, and there's no pun intended from, I don't know if y'all caught that, but I, I was trying to throw a little dad joke in there. <laughs> no, um, thank you so much. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to share? No, today? it's just, it's been an honor and a pleasure. This is super duper cool. Man, we we just had a conversation with the LED man. It doesn't yes. get any better than this. It's super cool. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I guess we're going to go wrap here. But, you know, you can always tune in to um, all of our episodes of Melanated Conversations. We um, are at melanatedconversations.com on all your platforms. And if you have a story that you want to share, we are here for you. And we're here for mm-hmm. it. So just send us a note at info at melanatedconversations.com. But, you know, until next time. Melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. Are you someone who's ready to get your voice out into the world? Have you been considering starting your own podcast and not sure of all the things it takes to launch your show? Well, at Levels to Lunch, they've done all the groundwork to help you turn your dreams into streams. With professional knowledge and experience in strategy, recording, editing, and presenting, they have all the resources to help you and your journey in launching your show. From the do-it-yourselfer to that time-strapped podcaster that just needs to get it done, they walk you through every step to get your show launched and ready for the world. So go ahead and take that next step and make your podcasting dreams a reality by visiting levelstolunch.com. Again, that's www.levelstolunch.com.